Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, it's our Dinner Dynasty Matchup Bracket Part 2. This time, the salad, which will be our winner. We've got from chefs to Greek, uh, from fruit to garden, taco to cob. We've got all the salads, and we're going to pick the best one. Coming up on this, Up for Debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 108, reported March 22nd, 2018. Dinner Dynasty Salads Bracket. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our own Caesar, our own Cobb. Nice. nice. A, a, man, a man we would love to cut into a wedge and cover in blue cheese. It's Mr. Matt Mariani. The last one was a little weird, but I liked I liked the other stuff. That was good. Yeah. This is exciting. How's it going? March Madness. Tuna, tuna salad. Tuna, tuna Soup madness. I'm yeah. big tuna. The big tuna salad. Yeah. The big soul salad. Salad man. That's that was my nickname salad in eater. college. Sean, the salad eater Jennings. You know, actually, I do have a nickname of the meatball. That's a, that's a real nickname. The meatball. The meatball. And how do we? How did you get that nickname? Believe it or not, uh, uh, old coworkers of mine uh, asked if I had a nickname, and I said no. And they said, you know, it would be a funny nickname if we called you the meatball. And I said, well, why? And they go, because it doesn't mean anything. It's just a funny nickname. And so I was the meatball. Okay. We could do a whole episode about nicknames and why they should probably mean something. We probably could, Matt. Um, but tonight we are going to focus on salads. But before we get to salads, hopefully everyone listened to last week's episode, episode number 107, where we did the soups bracket. Because at the end of the day, we're talking soup or salad. Uh, and Matt, we, oh boy, we really hoisted a, a tough one on the audience last week. Um, we, we sure stepped in it last week. We did. We had eight soups. We were trying to narrow it down to one. Not only did we not accomplish that very basic task, but it was very painful throughout, and we made a lot of weird and unusual decisions the audience was less than happy with. Yeah, it's just like the actual March Madness. So, Yeah, exactly. We, we bu- put it this way. If people out there had made brackets, we for sure busted all of them. Yeah. Um, definitely don't think you saw that Final Four coming. That's... Uh, that was a, a lot of Cinderella story for um, for Italian wedding. So even I'm uh, surprised, and I helped pick well, it. Yeah, what we have to do today, Sean, is we have to pick a winner still because, like the 2000 election, uh, this one is still up in the air. Yeah, we had a bit of a hanging Chad week, situation. Uh, later, so yeah, yeah. But Matt, thank goodness we came to our senses, and before the show, we decided that the method we used last week of just arbitrarily picking for no reason with lack of consistency between the different matchups will be no more. We're going to make it real. We're going to make it official. We're nothing if not well-organized on this show. Uh, And so we are going to institute a scoring system for not only the Soups Championship, but for the Salad Bracket we'll be doing a little later on tonight. Uh, And the way that scoring system is going to work, it's very simple. We're going to score each in three categories. Taste appearance, and X-Factor, which you can choose what each of us will have different ones. X-Factor can be anything you want, and you can assign it any number of points within that made-up category. It's just, just fun, you know, to, to keep the arbitrary nature we did last week, but make it at least score it. 
Each of those three categories, we're going to scale on a score, a score on a scale, sorry, of zero to five. Zero to five in taste, appearance, and X factor. We'll total up our two scores. I pray we don't have any ties, uh, and then we will use that to determine the winner. Matt, we're going to start with the soups. We have our final two, and we're going to actually pick a winner this time. It is between, for those who don't remember or didn't watch last week, Minestrone and Italian Wedding. Minestrone, uh, a, 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 a broth-based soup, usually heavy in ingredients, pasta, beans, vegetables, versus Italian Wedding, uh, which is similar to a chicken noodle, but has your leafy greens in it, as well as usually like a meatball-type meat inside, Matt. Uh, let's go ahead and score each of these on our new categories. Why don't we start with appearance, Matt? How do you score Italian Wedding and Minestrone 0-5 to five on appearance? Okay, um, uh, I was thinking I would give, on appearance, I would score it a four. I'd say I'd say Italian Wedding scores a four out of five on appearance. Uh, it's got the meatballs that, that look plump and nice. It's a nice contrast to the flat uh, noodles. Uh, the noodles um, are often... Um, Often look very um, plump themselves. Got a lot of substance to them there, and you've got uh, you've got a clear. It's a clear, but a little bit murky broth, which I think is a, a, a good selling point. Um, and it just smells incredible. Nothing smells quite like an Italian wedding soup. So um, the 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 only thing holding it back for me in the appearance category is that it's a little inconsistent across the board. Like sometimes Italian weddings are Italian wedding soup is made in, in, in different uh, styles and it, it can look a little bit different based on who's making it. It's a little bit of a like a, like a jumble of soups. Sometimes people just throw random things in it, like croutons and stuff. Um, so that, that's, that's what's holding it back there. But otherwise I think it looks like a great soup. All right, and what about minestrone? Very unique looking soup. How do you score minestrone? Minestrone, I gave a four point five out of five. Okay, fair enough. Uh, minestrone looks great. It, it's like from its its tomato base to the uh, to the the uh, risotto or the or whatever kind of um, whatever kind of uh, pasta of choice you decide. Minestrone, where 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 Italian wedding is a little inconsistent, I would say that. The minestrone is versatile. You know, it adapts, but it all – it looks quite like minestrone no matter sure. what you do to it. Sure. So. Fair enough. All right. Uh, on on my side for appearance, uh, I'm also going to give Italian Wedding a four. I think, uh, as you mentioned, it is an attractive soup. I like the meatball. I think that is a neat thing to have in a soup, and I think visually it's very appealing. Um, and I just think when you you get the, the meatball with, that, with the floating greens – I just think it's a neat soup to look at. I like the appearance. Minestrone, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Matt. I do think it ends up, as much as I like the taste, it ends up looking like a bit of a jumbled mess of a lot of stuff. It, it has that chili-esque appearance to it, where you're looking and you're like, I, my eyes don't know where to look. It's just got so much going on. I'm going to give it a three. I don't think it's a bad appearance. I'm just not as impressed as you are. Um, all right, Matt. How about taste? How, how do you rate these two on taste? 
I'm tasting them both in in, in my mind's eye right now. So. It, it, for a second, I had like Willy Wonka flashbacks where where she's chewing the gum. It 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 tastes like real tomato soup is flowing down my throat. And the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> oh boy. Gosh. Okay. All right. Italian wedding soup. I've got to give. We're going on that same scale of one to five. How about you go first on this okay. one, Sean Jones? I, I would love to. Um, on a scale of zero to five, I'm going to give Italian wedding. Uh, I'm going to start with minestrone. I'm going to give minestrone a four and a half. I think minestrone is a great soup. Uh, as you mentioned, you mix the chicken stock with the tomato base. You get the best of both worlds there. And you throw in a lot of different ingredients. So you got a real a real mix of tastes in there. Um, at the same time, I'm going to give, uh, that was a four and a half. I'm going to give Italian wedding a four. Um, obviously both these are going to get high scores. I mean, they made it to the final, so they're both great soups. Um, I think, uh, Mistrone is slightly better, but I think they're both great tasting soups. So four and four and a half for me. How about you, Matt? Okay. Uh, I'll start with the Italian wedding. I give Italian wedding a four out of five in terms of taste. Tastes great. Um, but at the end of the day, the flavor isn't as full as I'd like it to be. I think that um, it generally is, is a dish that that um, the broth really is is kind of an undercurrent, and it relies on its ingredients to make it flavorful. Whereas its counterpoint, its opponent here, minestrone, um, re- like it, it really has a great blending of all flavors, mm-hmm. which is why I'm giving minestrone a five out of five, Sean, in terms wow. of taste. Minestrone, wow. great. Great tasting soup. Hard to live up to. Damn. Uh, All right, Matt, we've got your scores for taste. Now, X Factor. So you need to pick a category and score both soups on the same category. If you'd like, I can go first. It's up to you. I'd like you to go first on this one. I'm going to defer to you. Um, Uh, And by the way, Captain, we don't have to. We can use different categories, but if you want, to, if we want to use the same one, it's fine too. It's pretty, pretty loose and open. Uh, what I like about both these soups, Matt, is they're both Italian soups. They're both from Italy, so I'm going to rate them on their Italianness. How Italian is each <laughs> of these soups? Um, when it comes to minestrone, it's got pasta in it, which is good. That's that's important. That's very Italian. But overall, the rest of the ingredients to me aren't aren't super Italian-y. You know, they are, but at the same time, I'm only going to give it a three in Italianness for the minestrone. When it comes to the Italian wedding, A, it has Italian in the name, so that's pretty Italian, okay? It's got meatballs, pretty Italian, and it's got those leafy greens, so I'm going to give it a four and a half on the Italian scale. I-, I think Italian wedding is much more Italian. Now, what would you like to rate these soups on, Matt? All right. Um, I think I'm going to rate these soups based on their. Hmm. I'm going to say we're going to go with the restaurant quality. Okay. Fair. So like totally it? taking like. No, no, no. Change of plans. When do you enjoy soup the most? In the winter time, when it's okay. cold out, totally. it's freezing out, and you need something to warm you up. So I'm going to rate these soups based on their ability to keep you warm in the winter time. On it, on it. Which one would you rather come home to a pot of already made, totally surprised Hell on yeah. a winter day, and you're like, oh wow, you made this soup. Um, and the coming home to to the soup on a winter day, Italian wedding. I would say I would only give this one 
a th- three out of five. It's not very strong for me in the in the coming home on a winter day factor. Um, it warms you up, yes, but it, it isn't very filling. Like it's it's not a soup. Like it's a soup that you definitely would need to have something else with it. It's also in terms of soup. I don't know about it. I don't know if I would say it's the it's like it's because it's it it lacks in filling. It doesn't give you that warm like full satisfaction. It, it's not as comforting a soup as I'd say minestrone. In the comfort factor, I'll be damned if you give anything less than a five for minestrone for comfort. Wow, what a what a Damn. great soup to have on a winter's day. I don't I can't I can't envision a better soup for warming you up and keeping you full. So you're going you're going the full five on that one. I'm I'm all in for minestrone on that one. All right, Matt. The scores are in. The judges have tabulated the results. Uh, I really put my math skills to the test, and we have an actual winner. It took us basically a week, but we <laughs> finally have a winner. Uh, Matt, with a score of 25 to 23 and a half, it was a close one. The winner of the soups side of the Dinner Dynasty Bracket Challenge 2018 is minestrone minestrone just put over there the edge go. by your by your perfect five in the winter category congratulations to minestrone it will move on to the finals to face the winner of the salads bracket great work i think we did great work on this one um i think that uh we we righted some wrongs from from last week so yeah we're real sorry about that <laughs> but Matt, we're going to do so much better with the salad side of the bracket. We've got eight salads going head to head. We'll narrow down to one to face the soups winner, Minestrone. Matt, how about our our elite eight reveal? How about it? Uh, it is garden salad versus fruit salad, chef salad versus Caesar salad. Taco salad versus Cobb salad and Greek salad versus wedge salad. Matt, we're going to break each of these down. You'll be interested to know Wikipedia defines a salad as a dish consisting of a mixture of small pieces of food, usually vegetables. <laughs> so wow. very vague, uh, but for the point before, before this, uh, challenge we focus mostly on green leafy. I think fruit salad's a bit of a fun outlier, but um, we didn't do any mayonnaise-based salads. We didn't do any dinner salads. We didn't do any dessert salads. Um, we really just focused mostly on the sort of salad you might get at a restaurant, a dinner-type salad. I was just going to say, the the Wikipedia's definition of salad, going off that definition, then wouldn't the appetizer platter at Applebee's be considered a salad? You're, I mean, you're, you're genuinely not wrong. It says the main ingredients, a base of vegetables, fruits, meat, eggs, or grains, literally all the food groups. I think dairy, they're missing dairy. <laughs> literally everything that you could possibly eat. Yes. It is a vague food definition for sure. Mm. Now, Matt, in our first matchup, we have garden salad and fruit salad. Now, a garden salad we're defining as a green salad. Mostly, uh, Wikipedia says, most often composed of leafy vegetables such as lettuce variety, spinach, or arugula. Um, 
It usually, common raw vegetables used in a salad include cucumbers, peppers, tomatoes, onions, carrots, celery, radishes, mushrooms, avocado, olives, artichoke hearts, etc., etc. Um, and occasionally other ingredients may be included, but we're going to keep it as, a, as, a, as your sort of base, traditional garden salad. It is going up against fruit salad, uh, a dish consisting of various types of fruit, sometimes served in a liquid, either in their own juices or in a syrup, sometimes also known as a fruit cocktail or a fruit cup. All right. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, oh, look at this, this one is the really unique um, category coming out of the out of the box here. Unique. Two unique salads here. Do you know that there's actually a USDA definition for what a fruit cocktail is? Really? Yes. To call your mixture fruit cocktail, it must legally contain 30 to 50 percent diced peaches 25 to 45% diced pears, 6 to 16% diced pineapple, 6 to 20% whole grapes, and few to no cherry halves. Few to no. Now, see, I have a gripe with that because the cherry halves were always my favorite part mm-hmm. of the fruit cocktail. That's yeah, the treat. The I felt like there. we got, I, I would always get shafted because there would only be one or sometimes none. Mm-hmm. per um, little individual package. Yeah, it can be up to 50% peaches. You're getting all peaches and no, no cherries. Yes, a lot and a lot of peaches. I wonder why that is. It's pro- Maybe it's cheaper. Are cherries cheaper to harvest? I mean, are cherries more expensive to harvest than peaches? Mm, I always thought of cherries as sort of a more luxurious fruit. Maybe I'm mistaken. No, you're probably right. I think that they're they're probably more... I'm thinking they're they're more picky, more discerning climate. I don't really know much about growing cherries, mm. but I mean we're we're getting distracted here. Uh, definitely a little write bit. to us if you. Um, yeah, if you're a if cherry you farmer, if you if you're a cherry farmer, if you have any experience harvesting uh, cherries, or if you'd like to see a, a fruit cocktail that is 50% cherries and 50% grapes, because that was always my dream as a kid. That's how I wanted gross. that fruit cocktail. Few to none peaches, pineapple, pears. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned this. I mean, it is is an interesting matchup. These two are very different. Fruit salad, definitely an outlier here in our eight. Uh, Before we get into the scoring, do you have any overall thoughts on these two? Um, This is like... This matchup... I'm trying to think of a good it's not it's not a David versus Goliath. Well, it kind of is. But I think this matchup is interesting in that it is like if it's like if if um <laughs> who's the most boring athlete you could you could possibly think of? The most boring athlete. Like the most milk toast athlete you've ever heard of. Uh Peyton Manning's pretty boring. Okay. Th- yes, th- this is a perfect – I think that's perfect. <laughs> this is like if Peyton Manning was going up against Dennis Rodman in the final. I would I would for sure pay unlimited amounts of money to watch that. In like a boxing match. Yes! <laughs> yes! Well, Peyton's at a disadvantage because that giant forehead has so much space to punch. He is – Peyton Manning is is literally the garden salad of, of quarterbacks. <laughs> garden salad of all athletes, really. Quote that. You know what you're getting. 
when you get it. Uh, he he's extremely typical, and 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 just yeah. Yeah, but Matt, he's also won two quarterbacks and has set and and has set a number of of records in the league. I mean, Garden Salad. So is Garden Salad. But and that, but that's what I'm saying. It's so tough because on one, it's like, what are you valuing more? The fact that it is a standard setting, you can get it everywhere, and it's always reasonably good, or that it's very simple and straightforward and not that interesting and it's boring and old. Like it's, boy, it's a tough one. Okay. I think to make this a little bit easier, fruit salad. What fruit goes in a fruit salad in your picture? Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, traditional fruit salad for me. I mean, you got to have your melons. You got to do honeydew as much as no one wants it or likes it. You got to do a little cantaloupe. Um, I might even throw a little watermelon in there. Grapes. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Strawberries. I like more of a sweeter, like I'm not, I don't do peaches, pears. Uh, Cherries are fine. Sure. I will do that. Okay. For me, this decision really comes down to, this might be the easiest decision of the night. Um, Will, realistically, do you see Garden Salad going to the big dance? Going to that final four. I think both of these could. Do you see Garden Salad yes. winning it all in this? Do you really? Do you really see well, okay. Garden Salad let, let beating me, anything else on this list? Well, let me just, Matt, then share with the people, because I know that you and I are looking at the bracket. Maybe the folks at home are. The winner of this will play the winner of Chef's Salad versus Caesar Salad, which essentially are just two better versions of the Garden Salad. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I'm going to go ahead and say fruit on this one. I think that's well, a very. Well, we got to score them, Matt. You don't get to decide. The score decides. I choose. Oh, all right. So what? What are the? What are we? What are we doing? It's the same categories: taste, appearance, and X factor. Okay. We, we will start with okay. appearance. Uh, and I think you went right. first last time, so I will go first this time on appearance. Um, I think for me, garden salad is not very visually attractive. Um, it usually isn't, it's got a little bit of color. It's mostly the green of whatever leaf is in it. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. I don't, I, I don't think it's a particularly attractive salad to look at. Fruit salad, on the other hand, is probably the most colorful salad we'll have in the bracket today. Um, I do think it's fun to look at depending on what uh, fruits you're putting in there. Uh, and because it's usually always different fruits, it's always something different to look at. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. What about you? Um... Starting with appearance, right? Is that what the order we're going in? Yes. Appearance? Yep. So starting with appearance for uh, – this is all for, for fruit salad. I would give fruit salad a four in appearance. Yep. It always appears refreshing and and nice. It's got a lot of diversity in color. Yep. Um. Yep. And especially if you put some kind of like yogurt topping on, might as well. You know what? I want you to bump that up. Give me. I want to give it a four point five in appearance. Great, great appearance. Okay, great, it, it, it's colorful and wonderful to look at. Um, How about garden? Garden in appearance, I'm gonna give it a two. Okay, it's very boring to look at, and usually just looks like a typical garden salad. Um, taste. Got to give the fruit salad 
I'm going to say a four in taste. Okay. Sometimes this fruit salad is lacking in crunch, the crunch factor. There's not a whole lot of crunch going on, and it's very hard to add crunch to it. Very rarely you'll get it with like pecans or walnuts, and that's where the crunch factor can come in. Uh, crunch factor is there for the garden salad. I got to give it that. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Yeah, I think when it comes to taste, uh, you know, the problem I have with fruit salad is it's just wildly inconsistent. You know, I, I think you could, I've had plenty of bad fruit salads in my day, especially the ones where it's honeydew heavy and the fruit is either too ripe or not ripe enough. It's just so inconsistent. The great thing about a garden salad is it's extremely consistent and you're probably going to like it wherever you get it. You may not love it, but you'll like it. I'm going to give a fruit salad a straight down the middle three because it's good. It's bad. I'm going to just average it out. And when it comes to a garden salad, I'd like a good garden salad. I think it's got a good taste to it. You don't have to, you know, we're going to talk about some of these, like a chef's salad. Are you kidding me? We're going to talk about some of these crazy, overwhelming salads. I like a simple salad. I'm going to give it a classic four and a half. Okay. Um, and now, lastly, X Factor. Matt, uh, I've thought about this, and I'm going to rate these two on how good they taste when they've been in a can, Okay. So fruit salad, you can go in the market, get it in a can. Uh, it's not as good as it is fresh. I'm going to give it a two and a half when it comes to the garden salad. Uh, that's terrible. You wouldn't put a garden salad in a can. Zero points. Matt, how about, how about you? How, what's, what's your X factor for these two? My X factor for these two, I've been very lenient. I've been, I've been pretty generous with the fruit salad. So I'm going to pick a category that it's going to be tough for fruit salad to stack up. I'm going to go with home preparation. Okay. Uh, oh, that's how, good. How um, how easy or difficult is this salad to prepare yourself at home? And fruit salad, I got to give I got to give it a two in preparation. Fruit salad, very difficult to pull off at home. Uh, takes a lot of effort and time to prepare yourself. Garden salad, man, it's got to get a four. Uh, it, it's um, it's very easy to prepare a garden salad at home. Uh, and and have it be you know up there with a restaurant quality garden salad, um, so yeah, it's that's um, the X factor for me. Home preparation. I like it. That was a very good category, Matt. The final scores are in much lower than our soups matchup. Uh, I will say noticeably so. By a score of twenty to fifteen and a half, the winner of this matchup moving forward in the tournament, fruit salad. And I don't want to hear anyone because there were a lot of people who said, oh, how could you eliminate chicken noodle in the first round? You know, sometimes the simple things aren't that great. We just eat a lot of them. <laughs> They're so, boring. Yeah. And we, we, I think that was very fairly scored. So I, I don't want to hear it. Enough of my complaining. Matt, we're moving on to our next matchup head to head. First up, the chef's salad, as Wikipedia describes it, an American salad consisting of hard boiled eggs. One or more varieties of meat, such as ham, turkey, chicken, or roast beef, tomatoes, cucumbers, and cheese, all placed upon a bed of tossed lettuce and other leaf vegetables. It will be going up against probably one of the most, maybe second to, to a, a garden salad, the other probably most common salad, a Caesar salad. A green salad of romaine lettuce and croutons dressed with lemon juice, olive oil, egg, Worcestershire sauce, garlic, Parmesan cheese, and black pepper. Uh... 
An interesting matchup here. Uh, I'll go first a little bit on this with just some general thoughts before we get into the scoring. Two great salads. I think you, you can't go wrong choosing either of these. Um, I, I love a good Caesar salad. If I go to a restaurant and they offer me a Caesar, I'm probably going to take it because I just think Caesar salads have such a great taste to them. Um, and, oh boy, I've, my dream is to one day be able to make a good homemade Caesar salad. Talk about your homemade scores. Very difficult to do at home. Um, and people are like real aficionados about it. Uh, for me, I like a good chef salad. Problem with chef salad, it's a heavy salad. You're getting a whole meal, and it's it's really is a whole meal salad. And they pile. You go to like a pizza place that does a man. They pile those meats. You get like four meats, and it's it's after a while, it's almost not about the salad. It's about all the other crap on top of it. Not anything wrong with that. It's just a unique type of salad, very different from Caesar. Um, in that respect, Caesar very simple. Really, you're just getting croutons on the lettuce with the sauce. I mean, it's not like you're getting a lot of fun, a little bit of cheese, but you're you're really it's really more about the flavor. Whereas I think chef salad is more about just the quantity and variety of ingredients. Uh, what what do you think about these two? Sure, um, I think like you said, the mistake with both of these can can be ex- excess. It can be done to excess. Um, it can be piling on um, too many things and kind of making it the focus when it really should be. It's kind of like your uh, intro, or you know, it's your appetizer. It's not. It's not really about the salad. Yeah. Usually, it, it can be, um, and that might be a good X factor category. But um, but it's when, when you're trying to get it as a side. Yeah, it, this this can be a difficult uh, difficult race to run between these two. Um, yeah, th- this is um, this is going to be a tough one. So I, I think I'd like to defer and have you go first for the uh, the rating, if yeah. you don't mind. Oh, not at all. No, we're, we'll start with appearance as we always do. Caesar versus Chef. Um, I think Caesar salad for it being simple. Uh, does have a good appearance. It's that Caesar dressing. It's it's not quite white, but it's got that nice oily color to it that coats all the lettuce pretty evenly. You put a little bit of cheese on top and the croutons, uh, the black pepper. I do think it is attractive in its simplicity. I genuinely do. I think it's a good looking salad. I'm gonna give it a f- I'm gonna give it a a four. Uh, but a chef salad, my God, it's like the Michelangelo salads. It is a cornucopia of colors and excitement. I'm probably going to say we've got a lot of really great looking salads here. Um, but I, I do like the way a chef salad look. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 4.75, close to a five. Cause I, there are other salads I like better. I can't really give it a five, but 4.75, I think it's a very good looking salad. What, what about you, Matt? How do you rate these two on appearance? Um, so when looking at them side by side, the first thing that I'm looking for with the salad is it's um, it's 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 naturalness. They're like like how natural does it look? Sure. Um, and coming out of the gate, the Caesar salad I think always looks more unique, whereas the um, the, the the chef salad looks much more like an artist's rendition of, of a salad, like what a salad should be. It's got like everything in it that, that is appealing. Um, but I think the, 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 appear, the unique appearance to the Caesar is what does it for me. Um, 
the only thing is like with a Caesar salad, sometimes people can go overboard on the dressing specifically. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so when 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 the when it's like drenched with dressing, that doesn't look great to me. That's like, you know, you're eating a soup of of the dressing yeah. with like little salad pieces in it. Not not a great look to the Caesar. Um, whereas the the garden salad, people are much more dainty. Um, and with their application of dressing, their application of dressing is is a lot more uh, delicate and reasonable. So in the appearance factor, um, I, I would say that the chef salad wins out for me, and I'm going to put a number on it. I'll say that the chef's the chef salad. I'll, I'm going to give a four. Okay. Um, the only thing it's lacking in is order. It just seems like it's kind of a oh very little, much so little sporadic, but um. But colorful nonetheless, appealing nonetheless. Um, in in Caesar, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Because um, it, it's just so easy to ruin the appearance. The, and, and the appearance on its own, we, even without the dressing, doesn't really look that – it doesn't make it look that special. So. Fair. Very fair. Now how about on taste? Well, Sean, in terms of taste – uh, the, the chef salad can be a bit of a mess. Uh, it can be a bit of a, of a flavor pastiche. So I'm going to rank the chef salad in terms of flavor. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. The flavors are all very good. It's a fair score. When you mix all kinds of different, a melange of different, um, different, uh, produce and meats and and things like that it can get a little chaotic in the taste bud department um um chefs are uh caesar rather caesar salad uh i quite like the taste of caesar salad it's got everything i'm looking for it's got the it's got the the you know it's it's a it's a great marriage it's a great polygamous marriage of of the cheesy flavor, the crunch factor, it's got the freshness that salad you really need in a salad to make it truly a salad. I'm going to give it a 4.5 in terms of taste. Yeah, definitely. It's, got, it's bold. It's a bold taste, and it's one of those tastes that you really either like it or you don't. And it's 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 out there. It's hard hitting the taste. So I'm gonna yeah. 4.5. I, I don't think I've ever heard a Caesar salad described as a bold in your face taste, but I, I can't really disagree. Um, yeah, these two, when it comes to taste, I just think they're very different. I think it's, do you go for the more refined taste of a Caesar salad or the more diverse mix of flavors you get in a chef salad? I don't think there's really anything wrong with either. I personally prefer a Caesar, but I think they both do well. Uh, I'm going to give the Caesar a four and a half and the chefs a four. I think they're both good. I think the Caesar has a little bit of an edge, but in terms of flavor, damn, these both have a lot of flavor. And I, I don't think you're going to make that mistake with either um, of saying they don't. So that's going to be my score. Very close there. Now, Matt, X Factor, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I was reading the Wikipedia page for Caesar salad and I didn't know this. Apparently Caesar salad was originally prepared table side. Hmm. So I decided I'm going to score these two on how easy, not how easy, how pleasant they are to make table side. Let's say you go to a restaurant and you order a chef salad or a Caesar salad, and they say, we're going to come to your side and make it, all right? 
Think about a Caesar salad. They're mostly taking those basic ingredients, probably squeezing a fresh lemon, a little olive juice, some egg, a little Worcestershire, some garlic. They're whisking it up there in front of you, and they pour it over. It's a good show. You get to see the finesse of it. Not really, I think, that interesting to look at. I'm going to score that at a two and a half. When it comes to the chef's salad, uh, a lot of prep. Can you imagine the size of the cart they got to roll out with all the different meats and sides and the hard-boiled eggs? Um, but at the same time, there's just more to watch. I'm going to give it a three on that. How about you, Matt? Okay. What's your What's your X factor? My X factor for this one is um, the... I'm going to, yeah, I, I like your, your table side, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Um, the look that your date gives you when you order one of these salads. So I'm going to say. Oh, uh, like social five, acceptability. Yeah, I like social, that. That's, that's a good word. Social acceptability. Um, sl- I was originally going to go with the, 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 what the waiter is or waitress is thinking in their head when they order it. Um, I'm going to go with, yeah, I think that kind of fits into the same category. Social acceptability, five being the most socially acceptable. Um, When you say, I'd like a Caesar salad, uh, I think it it shows that you are uh, in in command, in charge, like a Caesar of Rome. And I would say that this is going to, this bodes very well for you in the social acceptability category. Uh, I'm going to give it a five out of five on that. Wow. I'd like a Caesar salad, please. Just rolls right off the tongue. I like Versus, it. I would like a chef salad, please. I'd like a chef salad, please. Mm, I don't know. In terms of social acceptability, not everyone knows what a chef salad is. It could sound like you're putting on airs a little bit, like you're trying to impress people by being like, oh, I'll have the chef's salad. Like, who do you think you are? The chef? I, I got Yeah, are you some kind of chef or something? I'm giving it a two in social acceptability. Wow, Matt. I'm, I am definitely not going out to dinner with you anytime soon if you're judging people this hard. My God. Well, I would probably just order the soup, so. You, that, <laughs> but you would just sit there, minestrone or Italian wedding? I can't decide. Yeah. yeah. We'd have to have a whole podcast about it. Nobody wants that. Uh, Matt, the scores are in. The judges have made their final call. Caesar versus Chef in the first round of the soups bracket, salads bracket. Uh, by a score of 23.5 to 20.75, the winner, moving on to face fruit salad, is the classic. Caesar salad, moving on. Hail Caesar. A good, a good winner, if I dare say so myself. Happy, happy about that outcome. Although I think both, both are very good choices. I don't, I don't think you're going to make a mistake either way. All depends on your mood. Very true. Very different salads for different situations. And talking about different salads, Matt, who oh boy, we've got two very unique salads here. First up, taco salad, an American dish that combines many ingredients commonly used in Tex-Mex tacos, served with a fried flour tortilla shell stuffed with shredded iceberg lettuce and topped with diced tomatoes, shredded cheddar cheese, sour cream, guacamole, and salsa, sometimes topped with taco meat, seasoned shredded chicken, or beans, and or Spanish rice as well um, from the Texas region. It is going up against New York, famously created, uh, isn't, wasn't it created in New York City? No, it was created in oh. Los Angeles. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think... I'm I don't thinking what salad that, was... Uh, oh, maybe the wedge was made in New York City. Um... Uh, well, there's a famous we, New we York City that. salad, and I can't. Are you thinking of the? Um, Maybe it is the chef salad. The Waldorf? Are you thinking of the Waldorf salad? No. Sure about that? Yes. I think it was the Waldorf salad. All right, the wedge salad, as oh. it would turn out, is. The chef salad was made at the Ritz Carlton in New York City. I think that's okay. the one I was thinking of. The chef salad. Yes. However, taco salad from Texas, Cobb salad, Los Angeles. Uh, it's a main yeah. dish, American garden. Yeah, made uh, with chopped salad, greens, tomato, crisp bacon, boiled, grilled, or roasted chicken breast, hard-boiled eggs, avocado, chives, cheese, and uh, occasionally a vinaigrette. Um, authentic versions of the Cobb are prepared using all four varieties of lettuce, iceberg, watercress, endives, and romaine. Um, created by Paul J. Pastati for Robert Cobb uh, for the restaurant's owner. There you go, Matt. An interesting matchup here. Uh, I think I went first last time, Matt. What 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 are your what are your early thoughts? Two very different salads here. Cobb versus both of these salads, I would argue, known for their toppings less so than the uh, than the lettuce. Um, yeah, really interesting, uh, diverse battle here. Uh, the, the tastes are different. The appearance is different. There's really, you'd be hard pressed to find a similarity, uh, between them. Um, an appearance, we're going to start off, uh, oh gosh. Um, where to begin with appearance? The cop salad looks like a, like kind of a more unique, more deconstructed salad, uh, kind of it has its components broken down and, and compartmentalized, much like the chef salad, if you were to even make it even more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, the taco salad looks fantastic, but I think it will also look a little bit messy or disheveled. It's hard to, to make it look put together uh, the right like, But when it does, when it, when it looks good, it, it looks good. So for appearance, I'd like to give the taco salad a I think I'm going to give them both fours. Okay. I'm going to go four and a four. Start Very nice. off on an even playing field. I like it. Um, I probably won't do the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these two, great salads for appearance, both of them. Uh, what I like about the taco, you get it served in that tortilla. You get that dollop of sour cream, the red of the salsa, the green of the guacamole. It's got great color to it. But, man, the Cobb salad, every time, and I love a good, that is a restaurant salad I will order. I love a Cobb salad. Man, they present the hell out of a Cobb salad. I'll tell you, with the, they get them all in the nice little rows, and everything is all nice and organized. And it's it's a it's not a salad you throw in a bowl, mix up, and dump into a bowl, and then give to the customer. I mean, you lay out a Cobb salad, and I love sure. that about it. It's such a fun salad to order and get delivered to. It it is a salad that when it gets to your table, the other people there say, "Wow," assuming you're at a good <laughs> restaurant. And that's what I like about it. Is it is an impressive salad, indeed. It is. And I think in terms of appearance, uh, I have to give a Cobb salad. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a perfect five. I think of, of all the salads we're talking about, I think it's probably the most visually appealing, a work of art. Um, a taco salad, still a great look um, to a taco salad, way better than something like a garden. Uh, I'm going to give it a four for the for the taco salad as well. 
Now, when it comes to taste, again, two very different salads on taste, right? You've got your sort of more traditional mainline salad ingredients, um, your your tomato, your egg, um, but you got to throw in that bacon, that chicken, um, blue cheese, a lot of really diverse tastes. So I think that's great. Taco salad, man. I got to say, I love a salad with, with, with that sort of uh, seasoned taco meat or seasoned chicken. That's really where the flavor is going to come in with the salsa and the guacamole. I just think taco salad has more going for it in flavor than nothing wrong with a Cobb salad. Taco salad, way more exciting in flavor. For me, a taco salad is going to be a four and a half, and a Cobb salad is going to be a three and a half. So good, but not as good. What's your what's your taste on these? That seems fair. Uh Fair, fair to me. Um, the taste for the top of a taco salad is unique and delicious, um, and it's very, very hard to screw up. You know, you just got to make the, you got to make those spices happen. You got to make that crunch happen. Dollop of uh, sour cream and whatnot. I got to go with four out of five in the flavor department. Uh, if we're, you know, when we're talking about Cobb salad, it just doesn't bring that that. Um, uniqueness it's a refreshing salad oh totally it's a, and it's definitely an enjoyable one but it needs a lot to make it happen to make it pop it needs good dressing it needs good uh components and i gotta give it a three you know, okay. good cob salad three and and a taco salad a four for taste very good scores very good scores all around uh now what about your x factor i've been waiting for this one oh. I'm, I'm really excited to announce this x factor bring it on uh all right. So uh, when I, I was doing a little research on these salads before the show, and both of these salads have um, quite extensive histories or at least interesting histories. So my X factor for Cobb versus taco is which one has the more which one has the better story, which one has the more compelling story. Um, so we're looking at the backstory of Cobb. And the backstory of Taco. Love it. Um, you know, uh, according to Wikipedia, the Cobb salad, um, the, 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 the primary source on Cobb salad says that it came from a, a Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant. In 1937, it became the signature dish named after the restaurant's owner, Robert Howard Cobb. Um, the legend is that Cobb, the, the restaurant owner, had not eaten that night. Um, so around midnight, he mixed – he or the top chef, depending on who, who story uh, you believe, uh, mixed together some ingredients that he found in the kitchen at midnight through some bacon um, that had been pre-cooked by one of the line cooks. That was extra bacon like left over. Threw it in and then tossed the components together with a French dressing. And thus the Cobb salad was born. Um, so I, I kind of like that story. It's got the, uh, it's it's got a very um, a very humble origin that it was you know it wasn't invented for some sort of grand marketing purpose. It was invented out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's one of those like really, um, one of those really warm and fuzzy stories. You know, like it, humble origins and uh, its invention was kind of an accident. And uh, I, I like that. I like that in a story. Um, in terms of the, the taco salad, however, um, this one seems to be a much more 
of a um, commodified backstory. It was invented in the 1960s um, as a way to popularize the Tex-Mex flavor to other parts of the country. Um, and while I'm not as thrilled by that backstory, um, I, I still think it makes sense in, in some, you know, some some degree. And I'd like to I'd like to know more about the origination of the uh, the Tex-Mex. But as as it is, um, I'm going to give the taco salad origin story a two. So X Factor gets a two. Cobb salad origin story. I'm giving it a four. Yeah, well, that's and that's kind of what's neat, I think, about the taco salad origin story is it was in that, you know, that weird period in American history of food in the 60s, back when everything was put in a jello mold and you would microwave a whole chicken and just those bonkers cookbooks that you look at today and you're like, it doesn't make any sense. A taco salad would exactly be in there and the rest of America would be like, we've never seen this before. This is cr- You can't do that to a salad. That's crazy. What are they doing in Mexico? And I, I do think that's kind of neat. Oh, what a crazy time we live in. The 60s. Mm. You bet. So. Well, Matt, for my X factor, uh, I, you know, I mentioned off the top taco salad, as you mentioned, from Texas, uh, the Cobb salad from Los Angeles. It's a regional battle. So why don't we rate them by their region of origin? Um, Of course, Texas, the largest state in the continental uh, 48, um, one of the largest in population. I used to live there. Um, a wonderful state. Uh, the weather is great. The food is delicious. Home of of barbecue and uh, a lot of meat. They're known for their meat. And they were Tex-Mex. Great. God, I eat a lot of Tex-Mex and Mexican food there. Um, the food is great. Versus Los Angeles in uh, one of the most populous states in the nation, California. Uh, home of Hollywood. And uh, I don't know if they're known for any foods there. I guess I guess the Cobb Salad would be what they're known for. Um, but they certainly have a lot of good restaurants. The weather there is Dodger very dogs. nice. Oh, there you go. Okay. You know, I think... Home of the Dodger Dog. Home of the, the original. It's no Fenway Frank, but it does okay. <laughs> uh, and I think the battle between these two, I, I'm going to give the edge to Texas. I think uh, Texas is a is a great food place. And if the taco salad is from there, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm going to give uh, the taco salad... For Texas, a four, and the Cobb for Los Angeles, a two and a half. And that is that is my score there. Uh, while I tell these up, Matt, who do you think is going to win? Well, um, my bets on the Tex-Mex, uh, tacos, I keep calling it Tex-Mex salad. My bets it's on the taco salad here, it, it's looking like um, it got the numbers um the past couple categories kind of more favorably. So. Well, Matt, what if I told you this is the closest one we've done yet? One point separates these two. Whoa. That is, it is a 22 and a half to a 21 and a half battle. Wait, oops. Unreal. I added something up wrong. Oh, damn <laughs> Hang it. on. Let me, oops. Oops. Let me, let me try oh. this again. 10, 11, nine. What? How did I screw this up so badly? Hang on, we give me. An accountant. We need an accountant on this show. Just basically someone who can do math. Yep. Okay, uh, Matt. It's actually even closer. It's only half a point difference. What? Still the same winner, but it is now twenty-two and a half to twenty-two by half a point. Matt. Everyone's on the edge of their seat. The winner moving on in 
the Dinner Dynasty Salad Bracket Tournament 2018.com is the Taco Salad. Taco Salad it is. By half Whoa, a point. A close, Can you believe that's a close it? That's battle, though. That, oh, very, very close. close. A tough one. to show you. In this battle, nothing can be taken for granted. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Really, and to be honest, the only thing, really, it would have been a tie, except in the X Factor, uh, the X Factor really did it. So that was, you know, a very interesting origin. matchup there. Which, yeah, interesting, yeah, that it, that Taco Salad lost my origin story, but won yours. Yeah, we were very um, split on that. Won your X Factor uh, region, region, so... Uh, Matt, we've got our last matchup of the first round. Uh, uh-huh. It is on two more classic salads. The first, a Greek salad, uh, also known as a, a rustic salad. Uh, it's made with pieces of tomato, sliced cucumbers, onion, feta cheese, and olives. Typically seasoned with salt and oregano and dressed with olive oil. Uh, it is going up against... A, a salad so classic it doesn't have its own Wikipedia page. It is the wedge salad, made from cutting a solid, non-shredded head of lettuce into a wedge shape and topping it with blue cheese dressing and pieces of cooked bacon. A wedge Isn't salad. Isn't that a Cobb salad, Sean? No, because, no, I I agree. Revenge of the Cobb salad. I so don't. what makes the Cobb salad a Cobb salad? Is it, is it, the, is it the egg? It's the, I would argue it's the quantity of ingredients, and it's got chicken... Bacon, egg, avocado—it it is different. I mean, the All way of those can be in a cob. The only the only thing that I'm hearing that is wedge is that the the way that the lettuce is cut. Well, it's that it's blue cheese. It's blue cheese dressing okay. on a traditional blue cheese wedge versus French. So two of the ingredients of the three ingredients are different from. Couldn't you just get a cob salad with a blue cheese dressing? Well, Matt, you can debate that as we get into this one. Uh, you you clearly don't sound like a fan of wedge salad. I'm I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm a I'm a wedge uh, loyalist here. No. Uh, but Greek? Are you a more that. of a Greek salad guy? Well, it's funny you you mention it. Uh, Greek salad is probably my personal favorite on this list. Wow, I like Greek salad. Wow. Um, it would be a competition, a hard-fought competition for me between Greek and Caesar for a traditional salad battle. Sure. Um, uh, to me, the Greek salad is is unique. Uh, a lot of times when you get it in diner, it's a diner favorite because a lot of the diners are operated by Greeks. Um, the pita that goes with Greek salad, it, it makes it unique. I, I, I like the Greek salad, yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of times they'll put a like um, sliced anchovies or, oh, sure. or like little fish on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then again, if you get a good rustic, old-fashioned Caesar salad, they'll do the same. They'll put the little anchovies they on. They do. So. Very a very nice part. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's start with appearance. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll. Whose turn is it to start? I think it's. I'll just go, I'll just go. It's fine. Uh, I, in general, I will say these are two salads I don't like. So let me just get that right out of the way. I don't like either of them. Uh, but I will be fair and judge them honestly. In terms of appearance, it's the only thing a wedge salad has going for it. It is not a good salad, but damn it, if it doesn't look 
It's like it's a goddamn quarter of a head of lettuce. They just cut it in half and then in half again, and then they gave it to you. <laughs> and they drizzled some dressing and some bacon on it. It's nuts. Who thought that was a good idea? It's got a good presentation. But that. a Greek salad, a lot of different looking ingredients, right? You kind of get, you know, your right. cob, your chef, the ingredients start to all, especially a cob where everything's chopped. It all sort of looks, this. it's colorful, but it looks similar. A Greek salad, my God, it's like you just swept your arm over the counter and just dumped everything into a bowl. It's It's got a lot going on. Um, but I've got to give Wedge, in appearance, I'm going to give it a... 4.75, almost perfect. And a Greek, I'm going to give a four in appearance, Matt. How, how do you think these two salads look? Um, yeah, in appearance, I, I, I tend to agree with you. The the wedge really just has appearance going forward, much like the cob, which, strangely enough, also had appearance going for it and lost um, because it's the same salad as the cob. Um, yeah, appearance, I, I would give it a four. It, 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 the wedge salad looks great. It's even got a good name wedge. Salad. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, it's a nice name. Um, for the Greek salad, the appearance, I think I'd like to also give it a four because it's unique. It's a unique looking salad. Um, it's got those the feta cheese, which you don't see on any other salad. You, you, you see sometimes the um, the diner by my parents' house would always make it with dolmades, which are stuffed grape leaves, mm -hmm. which are great on a salad. Um, and it would also they'd also do the the thinly sliced anchovies on it too. Um, so yeah, I give it also a four. All right. And how about on taste? Taste, um, the wedge for me is just very basic. It's very boring. It's just like the cob. It's, it's boring, like bland, and, and, and it's not a melange like the cob. It's, it's just kind of even more basic. So I got to give it a two on, uh, in terms of taste. I'll give it a 2.5. Okay. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a little more lenient there. Um, the Greek – um, might be biased just being that it is my personal favorite, a five out of five. I think it they always, I've never had a bad Greek salad. Uh, it's such a diversity of flavor and taste, uh, feta cheese, um, goes perfectly with the spinach leaves, the, the, the oils, uh, the, the, the little pita chips that they give it with, they give you with it are, are fantastic. Yeah. All, all of that hits for me. So nice. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, you know, the problem, I agree, Greek salad, very tasty. The problem I have with a Greek salad is a heavy salad, and it's got a lot going on flavor-wise. Sure. For me, you know, I know this is, we didn't really officially say this, but I, I always thought of these because with soup or salad, the questionnaire asks, this is a pre-dinner soup or pre-dinner salad. I don't think a Greek salad is one I would want pre-dinner. I, I no, just, totally I, I think it yeah. sounds good on its own. It's an aggressive salad, but I do think it Day tastes, yeah. I think it tastes very good. So I'm not, I'm not going to challenge you on that. Uh, I'm going to give it a, I can't keep giving everything a four. We should have done a one out of 10 scale, but then I would have had to have done more math. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.25 to the Greek. Um, as for the wedge, wedge salad is garbage salad. And if you order a wedge salad and you have a choice of literally any other salad or soup like if i if i literally no joke i'm looking at the entire bracket 
of soup and salad. And my least favorite is the wedge salad out of all of them. It's a sure. garbage salad. It is only designed to be like, wow, a whole quarter of a head of iceberg lettuce you shouldn't have. Uh, it's a sick joke. I'm giving it uh, 1.25. Sure. Because it, it blows. Um, now, Matt, we have to move into X Factor. My X Factor for this one is uh, we famously did an episode, one of my favorites actually I think we've done, on competitive eating. And so I wonder which of these salads would be better for competitive eating. I think both have pros and cons. I think on the wedge side, obviously, the shape is going to be an issue. Mm. I think a chopped salad would probably be easier, but at the same time, it's iceberg. And so I think it, it would be somewhat easy to take apart, and then you don't have as many ingredients. You just got to get that lettuce down. That's what's going to do it for you, okay? Yeah. I think on the Greek side, I think having lots of little pieces is helpful because you're going to be able to get it down more. But gosh, can you imagine speed eating some oh, of these ingredients? Man. It's feta cheese and anchovies, yeah. That would be... Olives. I don't think I could eat two Greek salads, never mind competitive eat Greek salads. So I think the wedge salad for competitive eating is going to get a three, and the Greek salad is going to get a two. Uh, I think you could competitive eat with both, but I wouldn't with either. Matt, what's, what's your X factor? Um, The X factor for me is... Uh, actually I was going to do a little bit of a, a rendition on, on your, uh, theme cause I like it. Yeah. My it. X factor is which one would you rather see people competitively eat? Yeah. And that's the Greek salad all the way. <laughs> I would pay money to see people down Greek salad. Hell yeah. Uh, and my bet is they would probably only get to like three and before they start to vom. Greek salad is a five. Yep. That'd be really interesting to see people eat. And boring ass wedge salad is a one because I could really care less if people competitively eat. Matter of fact, I don't think I could think of a more boring competitive eating uh, than seeing people competitively eat wedge salad. Yeah, I'd rather Matt, watch QVC. I don't think this is going to be a close one. If I, I don't want to spoil it, but. I don't think this is going to be a tough challenge at all, but that's okay. Uh, Matt, while I'm totaling up these scores, uh, for the next round, okay, I was thinking it wouldn't really be fun to score them on taste and appearance again because we've already done that. So yeah. I was thinking for this next round, unless you disagree, why don't we each come up with one category that we will judge all of the remaining competitors on and we're going to dump x factor so we'll just do two categories you pick one and i pick one and we'll score all the rest and that's how we'll come down to our final two how's that sounds good okay, okay. so you think while you think about that let me reveal the winner here in our greek versus wedge battle by a whopping eight point margin 24 and a quarter to 16 and a half the winner unsurprisingly greek salad moving on it will face taco oh boy a real clash of cultures uh, in the next round, also in the next round, fruit salad versus Caesar salad. Uh, now, Matt, we need two new categories to judge this next round by. Uh, have you thought of a category? Yes. Um, I think that a good category for the next round would be... Um, 
I'll say presentation. Okay. How? I, I don't mean to push back on you. How's that different from appearance? It's not. Were they supposed to be? Are we, are we supposed to come up with like crazy new? No, just innovative no, just ones that here? no, just ones that aren't appearance and taste. Because we already scored those. So, so it is supposed to be like crazy. And no, new. it could be, you know, it could be color. It could be whatever you want. I mean, I don't. Um, just something, something we haven't done yet, which I know is hard because we've done a lot of them. How about? How about we? Um, how else can you judge a salad? If not, <laughs> Matt, we're appearance. innovators here on this show, okay? Ah. We're going to find new and innovative ways. My category is going to be, uh, and I'm sort of stealing this because I think you did a little bit of it as part of your X Factor. I'm going to go with restaurant quality on this one. I'm going to go with how often are these good in places you would get them? Okay, I've got one. Okay. I think one of the... One of the iterant factors for a salad is its inherent refreshness. Okay. Refreshingness. Freshness sure. or refreshingness. Is it refreshing to eat this salad? And, and I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the, the soup being whole and filling. And, totally. and, and it being able to, to warm you up, you know, to make you warm. Eating the salad, refreshing you, uh, I think is a um, an important category right. for me. So. All right, so we're going to score each of these on refreshness and restaurant quality. Uh, and Matt, our first matchup, fruit salad versus Caesar salad. The two winners from their respective matchups uh, are going head-to-head -head in this battle. Um, we will start with refreshness, and I will volunteer to go first on this one. Between these two, refreshness. Uh, I think fruit salad probably has a little bit of an edge on this one. I think a Caesar salad is good, but it's got more... Savory is not the right word, but it's got more of a rich flavor to it. It's not necessarily crisp. I think it does fall... It is more like a soup in that respect, a Caesar salad is. Um, I think it's, it's complex for a salad, and I think if the category, if I'm understanding it correct, is refreshness... Um, I have to give the edge to fruit salad. In that case, I'd give a fruit salad a four and a half, and I would give a Caesar salad a three. How do you okay. score these? Well, um, fruit salad is the definition of freshness to me. Yeah, totally. Like it, it is absolutely the most – you can't get more refreshing than fruit salad. It's a five, no doubt. No doubter. Um, and – the Caesar salad is, is not a very refreshing salad. It's yeah, I would say a three and a half okay. in terms of refreshingness. Cause it's got that iceberg lettuce, lettuce, which is refreshing, right? Yep. But yeah. All right. Well, how about, how yeah. about restaurant quality? Can you get good versions of these outside your home? Um, I've never really had a spectacular blow my mind fruit salad outside of my home. I, they all are pretty much the same. They're very good, but very generic. Um, not saying that I've ever had a bad one, but they are all very, very much the same across the board. So I say 2.5 is fair. 
for restaurant quality for fruit salad. Um, restaurant quality Caesar, I would give, I've had very good Caesar salads at restaurants, some of the best I've ever had. So um, for restaurant quality, I'd say four and a half. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's funny. I think these two are well-suited one to each of our scoring categories. I think fruit is really well suited to refreshness and Caesar. You, the only place you can get a good Caesar salad is in a restaurant. Like you, you don't, fruit. you don't make that at home. Like you do a fruit salad. Uh, that's not to say you can't get a good fruit salad in a restaurant, but to be fair, when do you order fruit salad in a restaurant? Like maybe for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not really a restaurant dish. So I think, a Caesar, in terms of a restaurant, like I don't, I can't think of a better restaurant salad than a Caesar salad. I mean, goddamn it, they make it table side. So I'm, right. gonna, I'm, I have to give it a five. I mean, I don't, I don't think I could give it anything much less than that. Um, and on the fruit salad, yeah, I'm sure you can get. A, I'll give it a three right down the middle. I'm sure you can get a fine fruit salad in a restaurant, but it's also not something I would ever order or go to a restaurant expecting a blow my mind version of. So. Um, a five versus three on that, Matt. Uh, I'll quickly total up the scores here for this. Um, it's It looks like it's going to be a close one, um, but we won't know until the final tally comes in. And Matt, one point separates these two here, a 16 to 15 score between fruit salad and Caesar salad. The winner, moving on to the finals of our salad bracket in this, the Dinner Dynasty by one point, the winner is, I shouldn't pause because this episode's already gone an hour and 10 minutes. It is Caesar salad is moving on Whoa. to the finals. Caesar salad. Caesar salad. Uh, I'm glad in some respects, I was very worried that the fans, if fruit salad made it to the finals of our, I feel like people would have gotten There'd be a riot. very upset. Outside I like office, fruit salad. Yeah. I think Caesar deserve, is is a worthy soup to be in the finals or salad. Like fruit salad, don't like it enough to see to wake up to it all over my car in the morning, which I think the fans may have uh, <laughs> done. Yeah, please don't soup Matt's car. Uh, all right, Matt, we have uh, the second of our of our round here: taco salad versus Greek salad. Fun fact: Greek salad has the highest score. Of any salad in the first round, a worthy opponent. I think it's because you gave it fives and everything. Uh, a worthy opponent, but Taco definitely still in it to win it. Uh, we're going to rate it on these two categories, starting with refreshness. Matt, you get to go first on this one. All right. Um, yeah, very interesting category for refreshness. <laughs> um, gosh. When, when I picked that, I think I kind of had fruit salad in mind. <laughs> Are you saying a taco <laughs> salad really. isn't refreshing? Um, quite the opposite, really. <laughs> um, although, like, yeah, if if, um, if Greek was going to beat anything in refreshness, this, this might be the only one that it's got the, the competitive edge over. Neither very refreshing. But um, so for the taco, yeah, it's one of the least refreshing. I mean, although, I mean, you can make the argument you put some sour cream on it. You put some guac on it. Those are refreshing condiments, uh, toppings, but still not refresh, not all that refreshing at the end of the day. I th I'm going to give it a, a 2.5 in the freshness. Um, the same as I gave the, the Caesar. 
And then so, what, what um, about Greek? The Greek, maybe a little bit more just because it's got the olive oil. Yeah, refreshing gonna, olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it can still be like chilled, I guess. It, yeah. It's like a chili, style, I don't know, three. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, in terms in terms of refreshness, you're right. Uh, this is kind of a, a battle of the meh. Uh, on this one, in terms of being refreshing, I think Greek probably, you're right, holds a little bit of an edge. I think the warmth of a taco salad and the sort of heaviness of the ingredients, I would, the last word I would use to describe a taco salad is refreshing. Uh, I'm going to give a taco salad a two in this category. I'm going to give a Greek salad a four because I do think it's got pretty fresh ingredients. Um, it's not a, it's not a cooked salad for the most part. So I think that's the big difference. I think a cooked salad is hard to describe as refreshed. Um, and that's, True. you know, with the tortilla, the heaviness of the tortilla, I'm going to say not very refreshing. So a four to two on that for me, when it comes to restaurant quality, again, an interesting matchup. Um, the big difference for me is just that a taco salad is something I would get outside the house, but a Greek salad is something that I think is more common in the house than a taco salad. It is more of something you would get at a restaurant. Um, but then again, I do think a Greek salad is a, is a, like, again, talking in that sort of pre-dinner salad, neither one really counts. I guess a Greek may be a little bit more than a taco. You know, you wouldn't order a steak at a restaurant, they say super salad, and you get a taco salad. Um, I, I find that unlikely. So it's a tough split for me. I think they're both going to be good in a restaurant. I, I'm going to give taco the slightest of edge with a a three and a half to taco and a three to Greek. Matt, what, what about you? Um, I think this this is one instance where we may have to throw our uh, preconceptions out the window a little bit um, in that neither of these are super salad salads. Sure. Like you're not going to get either of these. These are both meals. These yes. are no doubt about it. Meals, uh, definitely not appetizers or um, pre, you know, antipast of any kind. Um, uh, so – for restaurant quality, for me, um, I actually am going to believe the inverse of you. We're going to we're going to debate a little bit on this one. Okay. We're going to we're going to I'm going to run a little bit contra contradictive. I'm going to say that I would probably feel more comfortable preparing a taco salad at home than I would feel uh, preparing a Greek salad. Greek salad has a lot of interesting ingredients that you probably don't have just lying around. Sure. Um, you, know, you, you would have to make a special trip with the intent to to buy ingredients for Greek salad, like feta cheese, um, domate, stuffed grape leaves, the uh, all, Greek olives, and and the anchovies, um, and the pita the the pita uh, corners especially. So I would be more inclined to order the Greek salad in a restaurant, especially because many diners are Greek run, Greek operated. Um, whereas really the, where you would go to get a, a taco salad would be a Tex-Mex place that you, to be fair, have a lot more appealing options than a taco salad. Like yeah. you would go and get burrito, anything else that's Tex-Mex. Um, anyway, that being said, restaurant quality taco salad, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. A three and a half and Greek salad. I'm going to give a four and a half. Oh, for, wow. Okay. Oh boy. This is a real barn burner. Uh, and Matt, the final score is in. It's a three point margin, not even close, a blowout of sorts between these two. 
Uh, 14.5 to 11.5 are the scores. The winner moving on to face Caesars in the finals. In the Dinner Dynasty salad bracket, 2018, the winner moving on. Greek salad. Just blowing out taco salad. Now, Matt, that means our final Caesar salad versus Greek salad. The winner moving on to face Minestrone in the ultimate soup or salad battle. That's the big <laughs> one. This, this is just the precursor. Now, Matt, Indeed. I will ask you this. Because we can, we can speed right through this if you think this is an easy matchup. Do you have, do you have a winner in your mind right now? Um, no, actually, I don't. This is, this is, um, Damn. I think it's going to be a good, uh, what was the, was the precursor? Just we're going to pick one. Well, if we both agreed, I, honestly, Matt, we've gone an hour and 15 minutes. We're, we're right, you know what? I do, I do have, I mean, here, Matt, if, if you pick a winner and I pick a winner, if we disagree, then we'll debate, okay. but we might agree. All right, we'll, we'll do it. Because for me, it's not close. Let's do it. Okay. Let's just, on let's just on the it. count of three. I'll say one, two, three, and then say who your winner is, okay? And we'll see how bad the lag is on Skype. Here we go. One, two, three, Caesar. Caesar salad. Yes! Yes, That was easy. (laughs) I'm sorry for all the folks out there who wanted us to score these for a third time, but I think we've said what needs to be said about each. Um, And I think the – I finally, unlike the soups bracket, I think the best salad won. I think so. Caesar salad um, is an iconic in the best way possible salad. There's there's no way we could have Greek salad win out in that Against Finestrone? Oh, no. That would have been garbage time. That would have been an ugly match. So oh. I'm really – I'm glad that Caesar won, and I look forward to uh, seeing it in the final. Well, there we versus- go. By judge's decision, Caesar is our salads champion. Congratulations. Now, Matt, we have only one decision left to make tonight but it is the toughest we have made yet. In a head-to-head battle answering the ultimate restaurant question, soup or salad, Matt, will it be minestrone or Caesar? What am I supposed to, am I supposed to pick one? Yeah, I assumed you knew the answer. (laughs) Um, shoot. Is this an easy, is this a, yeah, go ahead. I have an idea. Yes, I love it. Why don't we let the people decide? Oh, no. What Not people? Actually, they can't really decide. But let's – why don't we just have them vote on one or the other and maybe generate some excitement about our debate next week? Okay, Matt. I, I appreciate so cool. your – We got to pull up on the web zone. Uh, if you check out our, our website, www.uparrow.com. That's the, the the up arrow on your keyboard. You just type that in. Up arrow. The number four. Number four. Number four. Debate. Yeah. Dot TV. Yeah. Backslash. Which soup is better? Period. Minestrone question mark. Or. <laughs> or bracket. Parentheses. Caesar. Yes. Dot biz. Dot HTML. Yeah. And go there. Easy to remember. Uh, no, okay, Matt. If you want the crowd to decide, I am for that. So here's what we're going to do, okay? This is going to be easy. I'm going to put up a Twitter poll at 
twitter.com slash up for debate TV. I will also put a separate poll up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash up for debate TV. You can also email us if you don't do either of that, upfordebatetv at gmail.com. I will also ask a bunch of people in my personal life, and I will tally their scores. And Matt, we will try and get as many votes as possible to determine minestrone or or Caesar, soup or salad. We will total up all the scores between all of those places. And we will, uh, you can comment on the YouTube video. You can comment on SoundCloud. I will check all of them, okay? And all you got to say, Caesar or minestrone, soup or salad. We will total up the scores and announce the winners next week. How's that? That's what I like to hear. Excellent. All right. Very good. Well, another episode without a conclusion, but we have to wrap it up anyway. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Up for TV is our website. You can get all the episodes there. Be sure to click the subscribe button. That gives you uh, the link to where you can get the new episodes on iTunes, Overcast, and anywhere you get podcasts with the video version on YouTube. I mentioned where you can follow us and where you can email us, so make sure to contact us there. We will be back next week with more Up for Debate and the winner of our Super Salad Brackets. Matt, what a pleasure this was, as always. Some some hard decisions had to be made, but I think we did a we did a great job. Certainly better this time. Likewise. Yeah. Can't wait to see our exciting conclusion. Uh, neither can I. The folks, the people will decide in the democracy that is up for debate. On behalf of Matt, this is Sean. Thank you all so much for joining us. We appreciate it as always, and we'll see you next time for the ultimate decision and more debate here on Up for Debate. Mm-hmm.